Yeah, the Pirates had the tying run in scoring position again. Nice little rally to make everything look interesting again. Lost to the Dodgers in Los Angeles again very early this morning by a 4-3 count. Good morning to you on that note. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Penguins right where you found this. If you didn't stay up to watch the game, I can assure you, You missed nothing that you haven't already seen, oh, roughly a hundred plus times. The other thing that's become familiar, and painfully so, is seeing players show up on this team, on this roster, seemingly out of nowhere, ideally outfielders, getting a chance, maybe a last chance, to do something in the majors and doing almost nothing with it. Here's a stumper for you. And hopefully you've had some caffeine before you even give this a shot. Name one player who would qualify as a veteran or a journeyman, let's say late 20s, who's come to the Pirates and really solidified or re-solidified his status as a big league player. Anybody? Anybody? I've, I've got I've got one. I've got Ben Gamble. Nobody? Nobody else? Yeah, I mean, you can... <laughs> you want to throw in one month of John Nagowski, you can do that. But he came down to earth in the worst way. And if you look at all the rest, beginning with Dustin Fowler in center field, two tours of Anthony Alford, guys all over the field, really, including some pitchers, and you've just seen nothing but disappointments. Guys hitting 200 or less, and they stay out there. Game after game after game for, what, three, four weeks, maybe a little longer, and then they're gone. Even players who were holdovers, who would have occasional flashes, and I'm picturing in particular Eric Gonzalez, because there were times where you'd see Gonzalez do something like hit a 470-foot bomb and uh, make some spectacular defensive play and you'd say well that that's someone who still has a future I don't care what his age is but then he would fade off too and collapse really so here's Yoshi Tsutsugo who did not play well at first base in the game last night not really sure why he was even there he's not known as a good defender but you know what if you're not going to be a good defender you'd better hit better than 200 which is all he's done to date with a couple of different organizations he did double 
in the ninth inning went to the opposite field, so it was his second double in as many nights. But I didn't see anything in a general sense at the plate that made me think, well, now, this guy, how did anybody let him go? You know what I'm saying? And at some point or other, I mean, here I go on Rick Eckstein again, but at some point or other, there has to be an understanding that if every single player, regardless of their pedigree, comes to Pittsburgh and either finds it for a little bit and then just vanishes like a Nagowski or never finds it and is immediately nothing like Alfred every time he's been up, you do start seeking out common denominators. You should do that. Absolutely. And I keep waiting for someone. I'm going to keep saying this, and I'm sorry for the repetition, but again, that's the nature of the way this season's gone. I keep waiting for the hitter who improves under Eckstein. I don't see it. I refuse to give him credit for Brian Reynolds. I'll give him some for Adam Frazier, having finally found consistency. And I'll give him some for Colin Moran. Colin Moran has turned out to be a pretty nice ball player. Again, came off the came off the bench in this ninth inning last night and closed the lead to one with a single into center. Who else? Who else? I mean, it's one thing for Ben Charrington and, and his staff and the analytics team and everybody else at the advanced scouts to say, hey, we really like this guy. This guy, we think that there's some possibilities here. And I'm picturing that a conversation like that would had to have happened regarding someone like a Tetsugo, it, because it happens with all of them. You know, it's, it's not rare, it's never that a GM just glances at the waiver wire himself and says, hey, I'm taking that guy. There are real dialogues and debates data displays, the whole thing that that, that they decide to bring a player in who they really don't need because they think that there might be something there. And every once in a blue moon, there should be that player. Well, no, let me rephrase that because there is that player. Gamble has done that. I have got nothing, nothing at all negative to say about Gamble. It's been terrific having him on the Pirates roster. He's still under 30. He's got an energy to him. I could see where he could become some kind of part of this, at least over the next couple of years. Nothing nothing at all wrong with Gamble. Full credit to anybody and all who might want some, including Eckstein, if you want to throw it that way. But the primary job of the field staff, meaning Derek Shelton, Rick Eckstein, Oscar Marine, Joey Cora, 
Tariq Brock, everyone who's out there who's involved in instruction. The mandate is to make players better. And I keep waiting for that, especially with these older guys. I know, I'm going to say it for the final time, that's going to feel like it's an unfair criticism. Because you can say, well, Tsutsugo came from the Rays, and the Rays are the absolute masters of developing players, and if they couldn't do it, how could you expect Pittsburgh to do it? Because that's how it's supposed to go here. That's the plan. That's the essence of the plan. And if you can't execute that part of it, you need to identify why. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question. That's always brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern, directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone this week. It's also the home of all kinds of fun pickle entries, both at North Shore Tavern and at the sister venture right next door, Mike's Beer Bar. Pickle beer! This is a real thing. There's pickle all kinds of everything on the menu, but pickle beer is available. Head down to North Shore Tavern right across Federal Street. From PNC Park. Today's question comes from Renee, who asks, Who do you think, besides maybe Bryce Wilson, will be in the starting rotation next year? I don't believe in Mitch Keller or JT Brubaker or Max Kranick. I'd love to be wrong, but nothing they do inspires confidence. <laughs> I started laughing halfway through your your question there because you just narrowed it down to the one guy who popped through the door just a couple of weeks ago and has pitched well. So he's like the last decent thing we saw. So yeah, him, we'll take him. Uh, you didn't mention Will Crow, who pitched in L.A. last night. Uh, I get that, as we've seen and saw again. He's been up, he's been down. I'm not sure really what to make of him. I'd need to see more. This is the time of year to do that. You also didn't mention Stephen Brault, who's actually the only guy with any tenure in this group. Brault's not going anywhere. He's not a free agent. He's he's an arbitration guy. He's still going to be here. And I'd be very, very surprised if he's healthy and isn't part of that mix next year. There really aren't many left-handed options. Not that you have to have a lefty in the rotation, but it's a nice thing Uh to utilize beyond that what are we looking at here yeah i don't want to see keller either but it's not like he's going anywhere brubaker i think a lot of i i respect and recognize that he's into the bonus round with every inning that he pitches this year from a health standpoint from a maintenance standpoint it's starting to show he's given up a lot of home runs over the past month and that's been primarily because he just misses. 
on a pitch. There's been nothing else to it. It's not arm fatigue. His stuff is up. His velocity's up. He just misses. And that's what happens when you start wearing down a little bit. Kranich, I don't even think, should really be in the discussion. But a couple of younger pitchers who should, and you didn't include them either, are Miguel Yahure and Ruanzi Contreras. Yahure is going to be ahead of Contreras because Yahure's been in the majors. Yahure's looked good in the majors. Yahure just ended up getting uh, A, demoted, which wasn't really all that fair. It was just a numbers thing at the time when it happened earlier this year, and then hurt. But Yuhure's back on the mound. He's working to get back into some kind of competitive pitching before the end of the season. He is my dude. This guy just has such poise out there, in addition to the best off-speed stuff in the system. He'll bust guys' knees with the curveball that he offers, and he's got others in the arsenal. Uh, I really, really, really like him. I believe he will be part of the Pittsburgh rotation in 2022. Contreras is a different case. Contreras overwhelmed everybody in Altoona this year. You could argue very easily that he should have been promoted to Indy a lot earlier in the season. He wasn't. Of course, nobody's been promoted from Altoona to Indy. And then he got hurt. He was throwing 100 miles an hour. He had his own wipeout off-speed stuff. Looked devastating. Was rocketing up all the prospect rankings. But he and Yuhure came down with the elbow issues, and you don't mess around with those. So far, both have been able to avoid, you know, the worst-case scenario with the elbow. With Yuhure again, being ahead of Contreras in this regard. Uh, I mean, I, I know you want me to throw in another couple of names and, and to get you all excited about everything. I, I can't do that. I, I could see a scenario in which Ben Charrington goes out and finds another Tyler Anderson type that comes at a, at a bargain rate that you think you can turn into something at the deadline, or maybe he's somebody who actually sticks around, but the group isn't something where you say, oh yeah, this is it. This is that set of starting pitchers that we've been waiting on. Those guys are down low. Those guys are in Class A Greensboro, the Quinn Priesters, Carmen Mlodzinski, uh these high draft picks, these high pedigree Starters, they're they're the ones that are going to make the real impact when they get to Pittsburgh. I believe that. This isn't that, but I do think that it can be something. Did I leave Chad Cool out? I did leave Chad Cool out. Yeah, I mean, Chad Cool is also not really going anywhere. He's not a free agent either. And he's pitched pretty well lately. So that doesn't get you excited either. So I'm I'm just going to give up on this. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.